Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. All right, everyone, this is Pastor Moss with you on the Bible Talk program. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. If you're a person interested in theology, if you're a person interested in biblical studies, if you are a person who is interested in going into the Word of God and studying systematic theology, this is the program for you. Okay? Uh, if not, then you want to get out of here, because this is Bible Talk. Always following that dynamic show with that dynamic personality. Uh, just call him the answer man, period. And that's Daryl Wood and Run to Win. You don't want to miss Run to Win because it gets you able to run ahead of the game in dealing with uh, Christian issues and political topics. All right. Great, great to be with you. And this is a challenge day. Yeah, this is a challenge day. Uh, definitely. I've got uh, some challenges for you that I'm going to put on the table, and possibly just one, possibly just one challenge. Uh, But in order for you to deal with that challenge, uh, I'm going to have to invite someone in. Actually, I'm role-playing, you know, role-playing, but I'm inviting someone in. I'm inviting in my evil twin. That's right. You You haven't met this guy. No, you haven't met this guy. You've heard of Pastor Emery Moss, but you have not heard of... Pastor Emeritus Moss, the heretic. Well, he's going to be on the show. Now, he's going to sound just like me, uh, but don't let it fool you. Yeah, it will be me, (laughs) just role-playing for you, all right? And he's going to throw down a very provocative and difficult Bible challenge. Your job will be to unravel it, to, to, uh, to change it around so folks can understand it. And I guarantee you, it is going to be a humdinger, all right? So hang on, okay? This is the Bible Talk program with Pastor Emery Moss. Good to be with you. And in the beginning of the program, I'm going to uh, give this out, just in case I get so caught up later that I won't be able to. All of you who want to see this radio show continue, and it's been continuing fine, and it will continue uh, in a very fine manner, if you give donations, send donations to us. And all you've got to do is mail uh, your uh, donation in, P.O. Box 058 
0577. That's P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Okay, once again, P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Uh, put that in the mail. Send it right away. We'll receive it and keep this program going. Okay, uh, so that uh, Marcus okay, and Luke and all those guys at uh, 1500 can uh, keep this program going and being a blessing to you. I also want you to remember that Strictly Biblical, like other churches, uh, are waiting to reopen, but that hasn't stopped our ministry. Okay? We are online. Uh, we have our Sunday services at 11 o'clock. All you've got to do is log on to strictlybiblical.org, and uh, you will be a part of those services where our praise team is there, others are there. Uh, and I'm preaching a series of sermons on the book of Revelation. And what a time to do it. That's what I'm doing. And should be getting into Revelation chapter 21 and 22. So soon we'll be at the end of uh, our exploration of biblical prophecy, at least in the book of Revelation, right? And then we'll be looking at um, prophecy in a theological sense, because there's more material dealing with prophecy in the Bible than just the book of Revelation. All right, so do get ready, as I will be uh, soon here asking uh, a question, uh, a challenge question to start trying. Basically, I've got two of them down here, but i got a feeling that uh, possibly today we may only get to one, you know, of these questions. That, that's what I'm pretty much thinking, that we will only get to one of these questions. So... But, I, but the only thing that can prove me wrong is, of course, you geniuses out there in Bible land. That's right. Uh, as you call in and try to answer the questions. And then remember this, that uh, regardless of what I put on the table, regardless of what I want to talk about, always there is room for you and your own individual Bible questions. And you know there's a lot of Bible questions out there, so if I can't answer it completely, I do the best I can. Uh, but uh, remember... Uh, to uh, just to be able to call uh, and call in so that you can uh, uh, get get on air. And uh, all the callers we have, remember, you callers make the program. Notice I don't have any special guests. You are my special guest on this particular program. And so all you've got to do is uh, pick up that phone and call area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. 9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, uh, and then uh, wait for the uh, technician to get to you, and you will have a crack at the question that we have today. Uh, now, I'll tell you where it comes from. I'll at least give you that much of a clue. Uh, in systematic theology, there's a number of uh, subjects to talk about. One is bibliology, another angelology. Uh, so uh, just a, a number a number of subjects, but we're going to be dealing today with Christology, right, Christology. And there's some challenges, okay, challenges that are presented by the text itself. When I say that, that means a challenge that comes from the reading of the Bible itself that has to be answered in order for us to have accurate Christological studies. Right? So that's where your challenge will be. So if that gives you... Uh, any chance to start looking up some verses now, you can. But basically, uh, the verses that you give are going to have to meet a real, real hard challenge. And it's going to come to you uh, in uh, just moments from here. So remember that uh, phone number, 
area code 866-423-9578. That's area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. But remember, my evil twin, Emeritus Moss, Emeritus Moss, okay, a guy who believes that the Bible is full of contradictions. And this guy, I mean, this brother of mine, he's just crazy, okay, because he goes to the Bible itself to try to show that there's contradictions in the Bible. That Emeritus Moss is, he's, he's a trip. But I think that you guys can handle him, and so he's going to be coming, he's going to be coming real soon, and he's got a challenge for you coming from uh, Christology. That's where he's coming from. And so uh, handle him gently, be nice to him. He will be nice to you. But uh, definitely he's wondering if there are any Christians out there who can handle the verses that he says in the Bible, okay, uh, in particular one, okay, one verse, uh, well, a number of verses in this one chapter that actually seems to demonstrate that Jesus Christ is not God. Yeah, that Jesus Christ is not God. That's what he's going to say. Now, of course, that's a real hard challenge. When we have challenges that come from the Word of God itself, okay, from just reading the text itself, then those are questions that, my friend, must be answered. That is why you must be in a Bible-teaching environment and in a Bible-teaching church. Okay? So, uh, so we're going to, uh, that's what will be happening in just a minute. So put on your theological thinking cap. Do get ready to call. The number again, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. Not yet, but soon. After you hear this challenge, then uh, we'll be able to take your calls and see how well we do. All right? So looking for you, you must, if you're going to deal with Emeritus, Emeritus Moss, not me, I'm easy. But if you deal with Emeritus Moss, what you're going to have to come up with is not only your theological position, okay, and, uh, but you've got to support that theological position with theological or biblical truth. That is what the name of the game is on the Bible Talk program. No Bible, no talk. That's just simply the way it is. So remember that number? Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Uh, uh, and just waiting for that first break, and while we're waiting for it to come, just to let you know, please remember our ministry is still going on. Uh, log on to strictlybiblical.org. You can find out about our services, our teachings that are going on, our prophecy classes. We've got uh, one of our pastors, Pastor Cornelius, has a class. Anita Campbell has a class. Uh, remember, uh, when you don't hear me on this show, it is because uh, the other ministers from Strictly Biblical will be there, Chaplain Gordon and, uh, and also Pastor Baker. So definitely, uh, Strictly Biblical is still in business, still in operation doing what we're called to do, which is to preach the whole Bible, but also to defend the faith against those who attack it. And we do it okay, without fear, knowing that, you know, we must proclaim the Word of God, and that means dealing with the sword of the Spirit accurately. We, uh, when we do criticize religions, that's what we're criticizing, false teachings um, and false theology. Our job is not to attack people personally. That is not my job. My job, and your job as a Christian, is to defend faith against heresy. In fact, uh, unless it's that, we won't be dealing with it at all. Don't worry, okay? We're not here to put people down. We're here to put false doctrine down. 
Well, I think it's time for our break. When we come back from the break, you'll be talking to Emeritus Moss. going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news in addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. You can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. Discover exciting new restaurants and businesses around Metro Detroit. Great deals are available right now at gotahalfitnow.com. Whether you want to eat, play, or shop, we're offering you 50% savings. New deal alert. Ram's Horn of Rochester Hills would like to let their loyal and new customers know that they're open and here to serve you. It's the perfect place for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Get $50 of delicious food and drinks for only $25. Enjoy Ram's Horn of Rochester Hills' amazing food and warm and welcoming atmosphere for half the price. Just go to gotahalfitnow.com and get your $50 certificate for $25. Certificates are available in limited quantity and ready for you to buy immediately. Don't miss a deal. Visit gotahalfitnow.com for half-off food, services, activities, events, and more. That's gotahalfitnow.com. Do you spend more time during the day thinking about your husband's weaknesses or his strengths? Here's Dr. Julie Slattery. Here's the thing. When we treat our husbands like he is that hero, he starts stepping into it because there's power there. There is a hero inside almost every husband. We'll talk more about that next time on Family Life Today. Listen for Family Life Today, weekday mornings at 7.30. Pastors and ministry leaders, Dr. Robert Jeffords wants to get down to the essence of ministry with you. When you come to the point that you realize it's not about you, it's about Him. And when you give God your ministry, you really can trust Him with it. Dr. Robert Jeffress is speaking this Thursday at our virtual Pastors Appreciation event, free online. He'll be joined by Pastor Alan Jackson from Tennessee. What a crazy year. What you represent and the places you hold and the leadership you exert is critical in this season. We're going to come through. The virtual Pastors Appreciation event, free online this Thursday with music from Mandisa. All pastors are invited to register today at faithtalkdetroit.com. Sponsored by Moody Theological Seminary.
I'm glad to be here. Invited here by my twin, those know him known to you as Pastor Emery Moss. Of course, he's Orthodox. He's an apologist, he says. But I have trouble with some of the things that he presents. My name is Emeritus Moss. And so, uh, however, invited me on this program. He says that, um, that there are uh, some of you Christians out there who can um, answer the dilemmas that we find in the Bible. Well, let's see what you do with this one. Uh, he told me that number to call was area code 866-423-9578. We already have two people on the line waiting. So let me give you the challenge that I think causes problems for you Christians in acknowledging that Jesus Christ is God, okay? Because that is what you teach as I understand. If you've got Bibles, then, <laughs> well, of course you should have them because you're Christians, right? You've got to have a Bible with you, right? Notice here, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 23, that's where we start. This is what your Apostle Paul writes. For as in Adam all died, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterwards they that are Christ that is coming, then comes the end. You know, you Christians always talking about the end, right? <laughs> yeah, in fact, you know, Pastor Moss is teaching on the book of Revelation, all that stuff, all right? But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterwards they that are Christ it is coming. Verse 24, then comes the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. Okay? Then it says, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Wow, isn't your Bible interesting? Then, verse 27, for he hath put all things under his feet, and when he, when he says all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is accepted which did put all things under him. Now, I think where you get in trouble is in verse 28 and 29 where it says, And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him. W wait a minute. Ah. And when all things, this is verse 28, 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty-eight. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. So what? It says that the Son shall also be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. Well, how could Jesus be God when here it says that, you know, he's going to be under God, that God may be all in all? How how does that work? To me, that seems like a contradiction, right? Do you get it? Where it says once again, in 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty-eight, And when all things shall be subdued unto him, yeah, then shall the Son also himself be subject okay, unto him that put all things unto him, that God. So he is going to be subject to God. The Son of God will be subject to God. Then please tell me, somebody, 
How can he be God if he is subject to God? I rest my case. Uh, what's that number he told me to give you? Eric code 866-423-9578 if you've got an answer to this question. Or you can ask a question of your very own, and I'll let uh, uh, you know my brother come back and answer that, but I'll be right behind him. <laughs> Just uh, uh, give that number a call, Eric code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible Talk. Uh, do we have a caller? John, you're on the air. How you doing? I got a question about First um, John chapter five verse seven. Okay, First John five and seven. That's an interesting one. I'll call uh, yeah. uh, my brother back to, to to do that for you right quick. <laughs> get, get the evil twin out of here. And so you say that's First uh, John what? Five and seven. Five and seven. Okay, First John chapter yep. five verse seven, which says, "Yep, for there are three... Yeah, that there okay, are three that are record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. Uh, what is your question? Verse 8 also. Okay. Verse, there are verse three 8 also. That bear witness in the earth, the Spirit, uh, the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. Yeah. My question was that um, I was looking through the ESV and all the other transla uh, translations, and the King James is the only one that has uh, where it says that um, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And I know that's speaking to the Trinity, and I was wondering why in the other translation, basically all the other translations, that's that part is not there. Like so, in the ESV, it just simply says that there are three that before there are three that testify. And then it said, give the rules right in the verse 8, the spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree. And I was wondering, why, why is that? Why is the King James basically the only translation that has that other one that alludes to the Trinity? Well, what happens is, and this is one thing that, um, that I do like about the, uh, the, the new translations, and even uh, the, uh, uh, the NIV to a degree, uh, that when there were manuscripts copied, uh, definitely there are manuscripts that uh, don't have uh, certain verses and have others. Uh, so, and, 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 and there's no doubt about that. Uh, that doesn't mean that those verses aren't uh, uh, legitimate, but definitely the uh, inspiration of the Bible, uh, this is why one thing is very good. No doctrine stands just on one particular verse. In other words, mm -hmm. uh, this verse could have been uh, in, a, in a manuscript, in other words, it was being used by Erasmus, He's the one who prepared the uh, Greek New Testament. And so it's possible mm -hmm. he could have had a version uh, that uh, uh, had this or, 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 you know, had it or didn't have it. Uh, so, uh, but still, if, uh, if the verse is not, uh, let's say it's not in, in a certain manuscript, it's in another, they copy it. But the strength of the text is what you, what you mentioned. Definitely all through the Bible, there are many scriptures to uh, support the doctrine of the Trinity. So I would say this to someone. Even if this uh, uh, a verse uh, is one that wasn't in one of the original manuscripts, that still wouldn't take away from the doctrine itself. But there's no doubt about it. Here's one thing that we do know, that in, uh, when any copies are made, that there are minor copious errors that occur. Okay? Uh, that happens in any writing. That identifies as a, as a human book. Um, that doesn't mean that it's a big problem. It's a big problem. If, in fact, it's the only one, 
and then there's nothing else in there to substantiate. In other words, just as you said, if that verse wasn't here, okay, now it may be, okay, it may have been in an ancient manuscript, but if it wasn't, it still wouldn't take away from the doctrine of the Trinity at all. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's the thing. So, Definitely, it may, not, it may okay. not have been in an early manuscript, and, and so, uh, but the, the Bible doesn't stay, uh, 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 its strength is not that uh, there weren't, uh, you know, some copious uh, errors. In terms, we believe if we had the original document, okay, it wouldn't have any errors in it. Mm-hmm. But as it went and passed down through the centuries, there were minor copious errors, uh, errors that occurred. But pretty much, uh, we know what those are. And no copyist era has ever taken away from the doctrines of the New Testament because there's so many verses that God designed it such that there's so many verses that if a verse is uh, uh, not in the manuscript and in another one, still we have those uh, the same systematic theology there. But very astute of you to recognize that. Yeah, you'll find that. You'll find the NIV doesn't have uh, certain verses based on manuscripts that they, to- that they copy. We know, though, that sometimes the Church Fathers... We're copying from a uh, from a manuscript that uh, you know that someone else didn't cop- copy in, and it's and then the honesty at least it's they're honest enough to let you know this, and we see that happen. Right. Thank you very so, much. I, so, so, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh no, you, you continue. Okay. So I was, was going to ask now. So that doesn't so that doesn't mean like the King James. Because the King James seems like it was the only one that that had to contain that. That doesn't make the King James wrong or right, and the other ones off, right? No, it really doesn't. Mm-hmm. All that shows is that you have a a, a verse uh, that that is there uh, that is not in uh, other versions, but that doesn't prove it to be wrong because we know, in fact, um, uh, translators. Would, would, in fact, the Bible would not be a human book if we did not find mm-hmm. minor. Uh, translations errors in it. The most remarkable thing is that there's nothing in the Bible though that contradicts itself. Even though a verse mm-hmm. may not be there that supports uh, a certain doctrine, there's other verses right. uh, all through the Bible that would support it. So we're able to handle that. That means that it's a, a, a human that God did use human beings actually to write it. Right. So if we so when we read it all in context, it would basically it would be saying the same thing, right? That's what we're right, talking about. Exactly. And then we can find all kinds of scriptures in the Bible to demonstrate the doctrine of the Trinity, actually. I mean, they're all over the place. If a a doctrine, in fact, that's the marvelous thing about the Bible. If a doctrine just Mm -hmm. stood on one verse, wow, that that would be, but it's all through the Bible. Right. Okay. Thank you, Pastor Moss. I appreciate it. Take your call. All right. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Eric code 866-423-9578. Let me bring my evil twin back. Caller, you're on the air. Oh, uh, hey, good evening, uh, Pastor Moss. Yes. Um, I wanted to respond a little bit and, 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 and really hear what you have to say about, uh, about these different translations, because I've been listening to different preachers um, and Bible teachers for over 40 years. I mean, I, I love it. And, um, but I've always had this attitude that, wait a minute, God created this entire universe with no pre-existing material. There's nothing that he can do. Uh, he's not going to violate his word. And yet we still have people that think that God can't keep his word intact. Um, these are the translations in my personal opinion, 
And based on what I've heard other Bible teachers talk about, it's just Satan's way of getting into the Word of God and turning it into something else. Like um, there's a passage that's real clear to me about Shadrach, Meshach, Me, uh, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego when they were in the fiery furnace. And the King James Version says uh, that Nebuchadnezzar said that the Son of God. But then these other versions add an S to it as if there's multiple gods involved there. That brings confusion to a lot of people when it comes to the true Word of God. And so right, so I get really to, uh, You know what I mean? Which, which passage in Daniel? I'm sorry? Uh, yeah, which passage in Daniel? Uh, it's when, when Nebuchadnezzar throws in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because they won't bow down to the gods that he wants everybody, you know, this golden statue that he put up, I think it was golden statue, and they didn't, they didn't want to bow down to it, and so he threw them into the fiery furnace. And uh -huh. the King James Version says that when he looked in there, he saw a fourth person that looked like the son of God, G-O-D. But then there's mm -hmm. other versions out there that add an S to it as if there's multiple gods, you know, and that's just a lie. There's only one God. But if I was Satan, I would certainly try to turn the word of God into something other than a true manual. I'd add little things, take away, you know, certain scriptures out the Bible. And see, that doesn't make sense to me. Why would God well, we, we look at Daniel, and I see where you're. I see where you're at in Daniel chapter three, and at verse uh, twenty-four. Uh, then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished, uh, and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, "Do not recast men uh -huh. to the midst of the fire." They answered and said unto the king, "True king." He answered and said, "Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the fourth the form of the fourth is like the son of God. Okay. So that's the passage that you're talking about, right? Yeah. And then, like I said, there's other Bible versions that add an S to it. Now, what happens is that, now I'll tell you what I believe. I do believe that, uh, that those versions are accurate here. Okay? Because remember, here's what the thing is. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar knew nothing. About, all he knew was pagan gods. Okay. So what he's saying here is not, uh, now we know who was in there. We know that uh, 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 that God was the one, or, you know, some, some say Jesus, okay? But, and remember, angels are called sons of God as well. But all uh, Nebuchadnezzar could do was react to his own background, okay? He's not, he's not talking here as an inspired writer. Let's get this, so let's look at more of it and see what it says. It says, he answered and said, Lo, I see four men walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. I know, you're talking about the front, you said, they don't say the Son of God, they say the Son of a God, kind of thing. Verse 26, yeah, okay. Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the Most High God, come forth and, uh, come, forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth in the midst of... And the princes, governors, and captains, and the king's counselors being gathered together saw these men, upon whose body the fire had no power, nor was there uh, an hair of their head singed, neither was their coats changed, nor the smell of the fire on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He didn't know who that God was. Okay? So 
That's why he said what he said. He knew it was uh, a, a deity of some kind. He was thinking it was a pagan deity. But then he said, "Best be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So you see what that does is that turns it back to the true God. Okay? He, was, he was probably thinking it was one of his pagan deities, but it wasn't. Notice what happens further. He says, uh, 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 Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who, shall, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants, that trusted in him, and have changed the king's word, and yielded their bodies, that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Then watch this. Even though, now he no doubt, I have no problem with those who, uh, who uh, writing said God, because he thought it was a, a pagan deity. But he changed around right here when he realized uh, that it was, uh, you know, Daniel and, uh, and uh, his followers who brought this. Then look what it says in verse 29. Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, uh, and language which uh, speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, uh, and their houses shall be uh, made a dunghill, because there is no other God that can deliver after this short. So all he said was, he said he knew it was a deity of kind. That man, his mind was blown, friends. All he knew it was a deity of some kind. He thought it was his pagan God, but then he had to think it could have been. It's the God of Daniel, that, you know, and the, and, and the three men who were with him. So that is where the conversion came. Yeah. But you understand what I'm saying, right, Pastor? Yeah. Don't give them too much trouble because, yeah, here's what happened. He got, uh, for him, Nebuchadnezzar got a change from believing in a, that a pagan deity of some kind was there to, have, to finally realizing this is the God of Daniel. Okay? Yeah. You know, and so Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And you know who they were pushing. So that's where we see the transformation of Nebuchadnezzar leaving his belief in a pagan deity to believing in God. You know, but see, it's not just that, Pastor. There, that's just one, one passage that I, I gave reference to. But it's almost like if, if I wasn't a believer, if God hadn't actually, you know, shown me and revealed himself to me in, in such a profound way 40-some years ago, I would be confused. You know, why does this Bible say one thing and this other Bible say something else? And then here's one down here that removes it all together. If I was the enemy, like I said, that's the very thing I would do. I would bring so much confusion to the body of Christ that they would believe in, they would believe, uh, be reading lies that don't even belong in there. Well, I'm here to tell you, that's, that's why we're told to, um, you know, to, to search the scriptures and to study. Study to show thyself approved to workman unto God that need not be ashamed. That involves uh, looking at words. You, you know most people don't do that. They just don't do it. They're lazy. Uh, that, well, well, you're right. But in other words, though, but we can't blame the Bible for it. Because what happens, you know, yeah. no matter how easy it, it, is, it is made, uh, people still don't read. Sometimes challenges come. Understand this. Daniel four and eight also makes it real clear. But at the uh, but at the last, Daniel came before me, whose name was Belshazzar. He was talking according to the name of my God, and in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And before him, I told this dream. So he's he's explaining how his gods okay, became nothing. Okay. After what Daniel had done, if you read the whole passage, right in the chapter, yeah. it's showing you. Remember, this is a, if you read the whole thing, it's unmistakable. And that's the problem. People got to study their Bible. That this is the transformation you know Nebuchadnezzar had. Nebuchadnezzar here took a transformation from believing in pagan gods to believing in the true God. They, you see it in one chapter. Hey, Chapters. when I called, I, I, I didn't have that question in mind. I just happened to hear the, the previous caller. But I was calling because I called for the first time about, 
maybe two or three weeks ago, and you were asking who were throwing people into hell. Was it the angels? Was it God? Was it demons? And right. I gave this long answer, but it was it was I said the angels because I I tried to eliminate the, the, the demons, and I figured, well, God, he he got somebody else to do that for me. He ain't got to do it. But I, I, when I was thinking, I said, wait a minute. After the the, the seven year tribulation, there's a battle. And then after Jesus reigns for a thousand years, and then Satan and you know his crew are released for a short period of time, and then there's another another battle, right? And then there's the white throne judgment. Is that correct? Well, what happens is during his tribulation, okay, Jesus comes back at the end of uh, the tribulation period. We see that happening in Revelation chapter 19, but it is talked about is also it? in the, uh, is, that the bar, synop- is that the battle of Armageddon, though? Yeah, that's the battle of Armageddon. Then Satan, okay, in right. uh, Revelation chapter 9, he's bound in the bottomless pit for 1,000 years. Okay, yeah. uh, when, when he is uh, let out, then he gets one last chance, because the millennium is the final dispensation. Uh, so the last chance for him to come against God, and for people who don't want to accept, and which is amazing, brother, Jesus Christ is ruling on the planet, and there's still some right. who repent. <laughs> so that is put down. And then after that, we have... What the, battle uh, is that, though? Is that a battle, or is it just... Uh, the, the Bible describes it clearly. The Bible even names it for us in uh, Revelation chapter 20. What happens is uh-huh. there was a similar battle that took place even before the tribulation in Ezekiel chapter 36, 37, and 38, which is Magog. Right, uh, nations yeah, far okay. the uh, uh, north that get involved in uh, and Russia, we believe there, leading other nations. But then Gog and Magog returns here in Revelation chapter twenty, and so that's exactly how it's uh, uh, how it's defined. It says, and this is in Revelation chapter twenty and verse uh, seven. And when the thousand years are uh, expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, uh, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. Because remember, during the millennium period, that uh, you have uh, believers who will go into it in, in natural bodies. They survive the tribulation period. They will give birth uh-huh. to kids. No doubt the first generation will be loyal to Christ, but then there's some that could, could wander away. Because remember, the millennium, as good as it is, it's not heaven, and even with Christ race on the ruling on the planet, there's one last put down that's going to happen, and, it, and that happens in Revelation chapter 20. Then Revelation 21, new heavens and a new earth. Okay, <laughs> that makes you wonder what in the world could they have a passion for when everything is, is pretty much perfect with Jesus ruling? I guess the evil heart of man is still prevalent no matter what's going on huh, until we get that final change. And but you understand well, that, what I'm saying? I. Uh, I the say is it's absolutely amazing when we look at what the plan of God, right? Where God, yeah. away every excuse, and, I, and I'm with you, my thinking is just like yours. But what God is doing is taking away every excuse for man. We like to say the devil, well, here, we like to say, well, people steal because they're poor, okay? Adam and Eve were not poor in the Garden of Eden. They still listen to the devil, right? Um, yeah. So they want to blame it on their environment. It's not the environment. You can be in a perfect environment. So what God is showing is that sin comes from the human heart, okay? That's why he allows us here. He even comes down and rules for a thousand years. Uh, men are living, uh, you know, to be 500 years old or so. Uh, so he's proving, finally, letting man know for all time, and then through eternity, that without God, we can't make it. And that's the purpose of the millennium. 
Well, that's true. I told myself just the other day. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Pastor. Okay, thank you for calling. Appreciate it. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. Hello, friends. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news now. In addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap the News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. Okay, some good news during a challenging time for everybody, and this could really help. You may know hundreds of thousands of people have already made the switch to MediShare, which is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And with so many people looking at how they pay for health care right now, seeing premiums going up or the cost of COBRA plans, MediShare has a special offer, and a lot of people are taking advantage of it. Simply apply by October 30th, and they will waive your new member fee. That's $170 savings. And, of course, that's just a start. The typical family saves $500 a month after making the switch. MediShare is a Christian community that has shared over $4 billion in medical bills, and it's worked beautifully for decades. I'll give you the number here in a second, and if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Here it is. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. Joe Biden. Faith is what has gotten me through difficult times in my life. I lost my wife and daughter. When my son had stage four glioblastoma, it was a matter of months. Personally for me, faith, it's all about hope and purpose and strength. And for me, my religion is just an enormous sense of solace. I go to Mass and I say the rosary. I find it to be incredibly comforting. Kierkegaard said, faith sees best in the dark. Think of all the people you know who are going through horrible things and they get up every morning and they put one foot in front of the other. I marvel at people who absorb hurt and just get back up. And I'm absolutely, thoroughly convinced and optimistic about the prospects of this country. There is nothing, there is nothing we can't do. I'm Joe Biden, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Biden for president. Hi, this is Greg Bryant, general sales manager for Salem Media Group Detroit. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're a listener to either Faith Talk Detroit or The Patriot Detroit. If you love one of these stations and you have experience in outside sales, we'd love to talk to you. Call me directly to inquire how Salem Media might provide an opportunity that's right. Call Greg Bryant at 248-581-1221. That's 248-581-1221 to learn more about our available positions. If you love us, come join us and make a career move that's right for you. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. Be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. I am so upset that everybody's so interested in talking to my brother, so they're not talking to me, Emeritus Moss, who has problems with the Bible. Okay? I'm still wondering why 
uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 28, it says what it says. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him, that put all things unto him, that God may be all in all. Well, how can Jesus be God when he subjects himself and it says God will be all in all? If you can solve this uh, question, please give me a call. However, if you want to talk to my brother, he's right on the side of me. Just call here, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Now, uh, as my brother says, I will say it also, if you cannot call in and give an answer to this, then you guys are chickens. That's it, you're chickens. However, the way that he has this program so structured is that you can call with any question you want, doesn't matter what it is, whether it's on topic or off topic, it's fine with him. And so it's fine with me. All you got to do is call that number, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Amy Moss. And for a lot of the questions that you ask, um, there's some good books out there to read. One of the best that I can think of, and there's others as well, uh, this this brother is now in heaven, but man, did he leave a lot of of stuff behind, like books and uh, he wrote books. It looks like he was writing a book almost every hour, and I mean, uh, I mean, he really dug in. Uh, he's an apologist as well as a philosopher, uh, so uh, definitely uh, uh, his stuff is uh, Norman Geisler is his name. Uh, and he has an encyclopedia of Christian apologetics that you need to get your hands on, where he answers uh, all these questions, copious errors, every kind of question you can imagine is given. Uh, in fact, every Christian needs to have books on Christian living, yes, marriage, all that stuff, but you've got to have some books in your library that defend the Bible, and uh, they need to be studied uh, as well as other stuff does. Number to call? Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Can anybody deal with the uh, problem passage, so-called, where it says in 1 Corinthians 15, 28, And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him, that put all things unto him, that God may be uh, all in all. So if Jesus hands up the kingdom to God, then what's going on? Right. Right. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Is it time for a break? Going to take a break, and we'll be back. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. Former Vice President Joe Biden is running on a campaign of returning to the Obama years. But when it comes to foreign policy, that could end up being a disaster. Under the Obama-Biden administration, the greater Middle East collapsed into revolution and civil war. Their administration helped overthrow the government of Libya, extending a war that has killed thousands and has drawn in a host of foreign actors. They gave arms to Syrian rebels, arms which later fell into the hands of terrorists. The Syrian civil war has resulted in the deaths of hundreds of thousands. Biden's plan includes a continuation of Obama's interventionist ideology and a pivot away from the peace initiatives we've seen from Trump. 
in the recent Abraham Accords. Biden has made a habit of picking fights and embracing bad actors. Trump has brought the Middle East closer to peace. A President Biden may pull it back into chaos. I'm Jerry Boyer. Hello, friends. This is Pastor Emery Moss, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap the News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare... You give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-881-4242. 800-881-4242. Thursday from Alistair Beck. Because they understand the scriptures, they are able to realize very quickly that what Jesus is doing here is not simply telling a story out of the blue, but he is actually employing a parable in order to confront them directly with what it is they're doing. Listen Thursday to Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Alistair Begg, weekday mornings at 8.30 on FM 92.7 and AM 1500, Faith Talk, Detroit. All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Emeritus Moss, in the place of uh, my brother, Pastor Moss, here. Actually, it's just me role-playing, but hey. Uh, We got Gary on the line. How you doing, Gary? Hello? Gary, are you with us? Can you hear me? I sure can. Okay. For anyone to understand who Jesus is, you first have to understand the Word of God. The Word of God is a mystery. The Lord doesn't reveal to everybody who He is, but then you have to read the Word. In Isaiah 9, 6, He said He's the mighty God, the everlasting Father. So when you read that, you see what Isaiah, the prophet, wrote. Then in 1 Timothy three sixteen, God was manifest in the flesh, justified in spirit. So you have to understand it's a mystery that only God can reveal to you. You can read it all about it, but the Lord has to openly understand it. 
Then in town, it said... I'll tell you what now. Thank you very much. I agree with that. So I appreciate your call. It is something that only God can reveal to us. The Bible says these things clearly. But, uh, Gary, you're right. God is the one who has to reveal it to us. Uh, and it is clearly revealed by God in his word. All right. Thank you. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. The Bible is filled with references about who God is, okay, and who Jesus is. Jesus, of course, is God, but yet there are questions that are asked that we have to answer when people say that Jesus is not God, and one of them occurs in 1 Corinthians 15. Another of them occurs in John chapter 14, all right? When Jesus says, and this is in John chapter 14, where he says that the Father is greater than him. Now, Christians, these questions will come to you. These questions come from the kingdom of the cults. You want to know uh, how to answer them, okay? Because if not, then people will stay in darkness, okay? So remember, the Bible is clear uh, concerning these things. All we've got to do is go to it, show them in the Bible, and see what the Bible has to say about it, and that's what we're going to do next time, all right? Next time is a teaching session, all right, where uh, not the uh, uh, emeritus, my evil twin, he's not going to be here, it'll just be me, and we will be dealing with this. How can Jesus be God when he gives the kingdom to God, okay? That is a question that, uh, uh, that we need to ask. This is something that is taught in false groups. Jehovah's Witnesses uses this to prove that Jesus is not God. Okay? So that's who you've got to deal with. Okay? That's who you've got to deal with. Uh, the Bible is clear on the fact that Jesus is God. And if we can't show them this clearly in the Bible, then there's trouble. Okay? Because that opens up the door to Antichrist doctrine uh, and a violation of 1 John chapter 2, 1 John chapter 4, and many other places in the Bible. So make sure, if you're interested in apologetics and defending the faith, you stay with this program. This was our questioning session. Okay? Next time, it's going to be a teaching session. But, as always, your calls are welcome here. We want you to call. So always remember that number so that you can be a first-time caller. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Henry Moss. And remember that P.O. Box so that you can send donations to keep this program going. P.O. Box 05877, P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. That's 48205. That's the zip code. Once again, P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan. Make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. We'd appreciate it very much to hear from you. All right. Do we have a caller? Eric, how you doing? Hey, good posture. How are you? Real good. Eric, we don't have much time. Give it to us. I just want to give you an update. I called a couple times. I'm working my way back into the faith. and. You've given me some good pointers, and I'm really seeing how believing is helping me with my my, my sins. That it's uh, I, I challenge myself now is do do I succumb to my sin or do I believe in the faith and choose Jesus? And it's helping me immensely. 
Wow. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm so glad you called. That is a wonderful uh, testimony, and that's one definitely that we, uh, uh, that we need to hear, right? That the bottom line is, uh, the Bible says, you know, in John 4, 17, Therefore, to him that knows to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. So it's good when you're in the place where you're knowing to do good and you do it. Okay. And so uh, you take every day at a time, but definitely uh, with the power that Jesus Christ comes to us, we're new creatures in Christ. He's given us the power to have victory over sin. Thank you for that call. And no doubt it encourages many others, my brother. God bless. All right. God bless you. All right. Friends, always have a good time talking to all of you. I want you to be staying by that phone. I want some of you in your car sometimes to pull to the side and listen. Uh, Definitely, so we can have you as a part of this program. And always remember that number, area code 866-423-9578. This is Pastor Moss saying God bless you. We'll see you next time. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.